So I want you to uh, get ready because now I want to share with you how to make the next chapter most meaningful and fruitful. How to make the next chapter most meaningful and fruitful. There's a story that I love sharing. It's about a woman who woke up one morning, looked in the mirror, and she noticed that she only had three hairs left on her head. Well, she said, I think I'll braid my hair today. So she did. And she had a wonderful day. The next day she woke up, looked in the mirror, and she saw that she only had two hairs on her head. She told herself, I think I'll part my hair in the middle today. And she did. And she had a grand day. The next day she woke up, she looked in the mirror, and she noticed that she only had one hair on her head. Well, she said, Today, I'm going to wear my hair in a ponytail. And she did. And she had a fun, fun, fun day. The next day, she woke up, looked in the mirror, and noticed that she didn't have any hair on her head. Yay! She shouted. I don't have to fix my hair today. (laughs) You see, this lady recognized that attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. So how do I make the next chapter meaningful and fruitful? You do it in three ways. First of all, choose to live by the right attitude. Choose to live by the right attitude. Bible teacher and pastor Chuck Swindoll, he wrote, The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people say or do, than appearances, than giftedness or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is, We have a choice every day regarding the attitude that we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one thing we have, and that is our attitude. Chuck Swindoll concludes by pointing out, I I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me And 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. CWC Life family, you and I every day make the choice of what kind of attitude we are going to live by. And there are basically two types of attitudes that we can live by every day. I can choose... A beat-up attitude that says, like Jacob said in Genesis 43:26, everything is going against me. This describes for me and depicts for me the attitude of Eeyore. How many remember Eeyore? Part of the 100 Acres Wood family, right? Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and Eeyore. And, yeah, you know. And you know Eeyore. Eeyore is the one that says, I think it's going to rain today. Or he'll say... I don't think anybody's going to come over today. 
or nothing can get better. You know, he just has that pessimistic attitude. And there are people that live with that beat up attitude. Like Jacob, everything is against me. Or I can choose an upbeat attitude that says like Paul did in Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything. Say everything. God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. He, the Bible points out here through Paul, God works everything. Notice to work together for good. The word good here means beneficial or profitable. God, and when we trust in Him, when we love Him, He works everything for our benefit, everything for our profit, when we love Him, when we lean on Him. But let me be clear, not everything that happens in life is good. Not everything that happens in life is good. Yet note with me again, what Romans 8, 28 says, this time from the NIV, the New International Version. Romans 8, 28 in the NIV reads, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. I love what Bible teacher and author Max Lucado points out. God promises to render beauty out of all things, not each thing. The isolated things may be evil, but the ultimate culmination is good. He points out, we see small examples of this in our own lives. When you sip on a cup of coffee and say, this is good. What are you saying? The plastic bag that contains the beans is good? The beans themselves are good hot water is good a coffee filter is good no none of these things good happens when the ingredients work together the bag opened the beans ground into powder the water heated to the right temperature it is the collective cooperation of the elements that creates good so the question is posed, is God good when the outcome is not? Is God good when the outcome is not? The definitive answer comes in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the only picture of God taken. Do you want to see heaven's clearest answer to suffering? Do you want to know what heaven has to say about suffering? Look at Jesus. He pressed his fingers into the sore of the leper. He felt the tears of the sinful woman as she wept. He inclined his ear to hear the cry of the hungry. He wept at the death of his friend. He stopped his work to tend to the needs of a grieving mother. He doesn't recoil, run, or retreat at the sight of pain. Just the opposite. He didn't walk the earth in an insulated bubble or preach from an isolated, germ-free, pain-free island. He 
took his own medicine. He played by his own rules. Trivial irritations of family life, Jesus felt them. Cruel accusations of jealous men, Jesus knew their sting. A seemingly senseless death, just look at the cross. He exacts nothing from us that he did not experience himself. Why? Because he is good. He is good. When life is bad, you can still count on this fact. He is good. When life is hard, when trouble is overwhelming, when your hopes feel dashed, when the hurt feels unbearable, look up. He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Here is what the Bible reveals about those who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and who love God. Your pain won't last forever, but you will. In Romans 8.18 in the Phillips translation, Romans 8.18 in the Phillips translation, we read, whatever we may have to go through now is less than nothing compared with the magnificent future God has in store for us. Hallelujah! This is the hope we have. This is the confidence we have. The Bible also reveals that the wonder of heaven will make the most difficult life a good bargain. 2 Corinthians 4.17 2 Corinthians 4.17 in the NIV For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. This is why you and I can live with an upbeat attitude. Not because everything that happens in life is good, but because when we love God, we can count on Him to work all things together for our benefit, for our profit, according to eternal perspective and eternal principle. Yes. So how do I make the next chapter meaningful, more meaningful and fruitful? Choose the right attitude. Choose the right attitude. And then choose to live for the right reason. Choose to live for the right reason. What did Paul say in Philippians 1.21? He said, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now I want to give you a challenge. A challenge for you to confront this upcoming week. A challenge for you to take this upcoming week. Get a paper, journal, tablet, whatever. And then I want you to write this down. To live is, and then leave a blank. And then follow up with, and to die is, leave another blank. Then take time to consider the blanks. And decide what goes where. But use a pencil. Use a pencil. And write in a few options. But remember this. Only the first blank is your choice. 
The second blank is determined by the first. For example, if to live is money, then to die is loss. If to live is gaming, then to die is game over. Fill in the blanks a few times. Then write the sentence from the beginning. For to me, to live is. And fill in the blanks for your life, but be honest. What is your life? And what is your death? Paul made the, his decision. He said, to live is Christ. <laughs> and what is the outcome of living for Christ after death? Gain. <laughs> Gain. You always win. You always win in Jesus. The world tells you the lie that the one with the most toys wins. No, because when you die, your toys don't go with you. It's over. But if Christ is your life, your reason for being, your reason for existence, then when you die, you end up where he's at in eternity in a home that he has gone to prepare so choose to live for the right reason and then thirdly to make the next chapter meaningful and fruitful choose to draw from the right resource choose to draw from the right resource this same Paul shows us what he drew from what resource he drew from in the fourth chapter of Philippians. A, a, a well-known verse, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now I want you to see how it reads in the Amplified. In the Amplified, it states, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill, notice, his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for what? Anything and equal to what? Anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Now, Pastor Angel is not going to lie to you like many motivational speakers do when they tell you, you can be anything that you want to be. No, you can't. No, you can't. That's hogwash. That's baloney. How many people have ended up disappointed because they followed that mantra? You cannot be anything you want to be and succeed. You can only succeed by being what God created you to be and gifted you to be. What He wired you to be. And here's the plus side of that. When you are carrying out what God gifted you to be, there is no one or nothing that can stop you from experiencing success in that because as you 
carry out what he gifted you to do and you draw from him you draw from a strength that is unending that is inexhaustible that never runs out and that's why when you are doing what God calls you to do it doesn't matter how tall the giant is it doesn't matter how thick the walls are it doesn't matter how wide the sea is it doesn't matter how difficult the circumstance is you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you Woo! There's another story I love to tell. It's about an elderly couple. His name was Orville. Her name was Betty. They had been married for 50 years. And one night they got together and sat on their love seat in their living room to watch one of their favorite sitcoms. And as they're sitting there side by side on that love seat, Betty says, you remember when we used to sit like this and you used to hold my hand? Orville responded, mm-hmm. And a few minutes later, he reached over and took Betty's hand. They're watching their favorite sitcom for a few more minutes. And then Betty says, but Orville, you remember when you used to put your arm around me? He said, mm-hmm. A few minutes later, he t- releases her hand, puts his arm around her. They're watching their favorite sitcom a little longer. And then Betty says, But do you remember, Orville, when you used to move my hair back and kiss me on the back of my neck? Orville then gets up, starts making his way to the bedroom. Betty, startled, says, Orville, where are you going? He turns back and looks at her and says, I'm going to get my teeth. (laughs) You see, Orville understood. If you're going to get the job done, you need the right equipment. And I want to say to you that have graduated and getting ready to move to the next chapter in your life, if it's going to be meaningful and fruitful, you need the right equipment. What is the right equipment to make the next chapter the most fruitful and meaningful? Why are you standing like that, Pastor? Because Ozzy was taking a picture in there. I'm going to lie to you. Like, all right. And what is it that we need? Here it is, I've told you. Choose to live by the right attitude. Choose to live for the right reason. Choose to draw from the right resource. If you do this, whether you're a graduate or you're here today or on live stream, your next chapter will be meaningful and fruitful now before we pray and bless our graduates I like for all those who are involved in the educational field that are here today if you're a teacher you're an educator I'd like you to stand up if you're present here
If you're involved in the educational field, would you stand? Thank you so much. There we go. There we go. Remain standing. Remain standing. We want to just give you a token of appreciation for the hard work that you've done because everything you've done for the students that have come across your path have been seeds that have been sown and that ultimately germinate and they reap a harvest of your efforts, your seeds, your deeds. Your deeds are the seeds that have you sown in them. And every student owes their achievements to your believing in them. And we want to just say thank you. And we pray God continue to strengthen you as you serve in the capacity that he's gifted you. And remember, you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. Thank you so much. Amen. And at this moment, I'd like all those that graduated or have graduated, whether you've graduated from high school or university, would you stand at this moment, those of you that have graduated? All right. Awesome. Awesome. Come on. We honor you today. We honor you today. All right. Would you guys do me a favor and would you come here to the left side? We'd love to pray a prayer blessing over you and then we want to bless you today. Thank you so much. We did this in Cutler as well. You can face the audience so they can see your beautiful faces. You guys are awesome. A gift from our church to you just to say we're proud of what you've achieved, what you've done what you've accomplished and we're going to pray for this next chapter in your lives to be meaningful and I'm going to ask Teresa to join me in prayer would you begin and then I'll follow up dear Heavenly Father thank you for these young yes. men women and children Father God yes. and I just pray a blessing over them I, I pray that you guide them in their next step in their future that you show them their steps the path that they have that you have set for them Father God Give them wisdom and knowledge to know uh, how to get through that path, Father God, how to get through it, how to venture through the new adventures that you have. Help them to know that you will stand by them, that you will walk with them and guide them through every step of the way, Father God. Thank you so much for making them how you have made them, just wonderfully made. Continue to just um, develop them and hold them in your arms and all the things that you have. Show them the gifts and the plans that you have for them. Thank you, Lord, for these young men, women, and children. Father, I thank you that you are the one that when we love you, you work all things together for our good. And I just pray for these young people that you would help them in the next chapter of their lives to make it the most meaningful and fruitful yet of their living, choosing the right attitude choosing to live for the right reason Jesus Christ keeping him front and center of their lives to choose to draw from the right resource the strength Lord Jesus that you give and I pray your hand of favor upon them be a shield around them be their help be their wisdom and we pray God also that your ultimate will would be accomplished like we heard today through Eddie's testimony at times, our will is different than yours. We pray overall your will would take precedent because it is when we're walking in your will 
that we experience your favor and your working. That's what we want. Thank you once again for these graduates. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you all. Thank you. Wow. So proud of our graduates. Are you ready for the next chapter? Let's go for it in Jesus' name. Welcome Pastor D as she comes to wrap it up.